Today's read, Meditations Across the King's River, African-Inspired Wisdom for Life's Journey, written by James Weeks, Chapter 7, Nourishing the Soul. By tapping deep into your soul, you can offer another way of seeing the world, another way of being in the world. There are no limitations for a soul that is determined to break free. My stay in Guadalupe is getting better and better. In addition to the Kalalu, Omitola says her friend Sango wants to take a small group of us sailing before I return home. I can't wait. I love the idea of an adventure on a small cozy sailboat with good food, good friends, and a good wine. And I love Sango's spirit and his smile. Sango is in his 50s and has a gentleness about him. Like many of Omitola's friends, he's an activist too. Sango was born in the African country of Chad, which was a French colony from 1920 to 1960. But both his parents were born in Guadalupe. Sango readily admits he was once enamored with French culture. Once he learned the ugly truth about French colonialism, past and present, however, it shattered his illusions and made him question his values. He became angry, defiant, and critical of the system. After reading the book Afrocentricity by Dr. Molefe K. Asante, he was inspired to change his name to Sango. Then he took it a step further. He named his sailboat Sango too, and started giving other members of his family African names. The spiritual and political transformation caused tension in his marriage. His wife thought he lost his mind, but he saw it differently. Finally, after years of being lost, he had finally found his mind. On the day we're supposed to go sailing, we awaken to dark skies. It's windy and torrents of rain are starting to fall. Omitola whips out an umbrella. We hope the rain will stop, but it doesn't. Captain Sango hears a local weather report. The rain is a blessing, he says, but there will be no sailing today. Disappointed, I ask to see his yacht anyway. It's anchored at the dock in the town of Gossier. Sango helps me and Omitola climb aboard and sit in the cabin which can comfortably seat eight passengers. He offers us wine and crackers. I learn more about him, and he learns more about me. We talk about our past, the present, our dreams for the future. Several days later, I tell Omitola an inspiration came to me one morning after meditation. Suddenly, everything made sense. The people she was introducing me to and why. The vision from the ancestors was a modest but practical plan for all of us to avoid a life of poverty. We've all been working way too hard, I said to her. Now is the time for us to all break free. First, I told Omitola, I would share some of the profits of this book with her since my trip to Guadalupe inspired me so much. Then, 
I predicted some of my clients would probably want to come to Guadalupe for retreats or initiations, and she can make a living offering private historical tours from an indigenous point of view. Sango could make money taking them on sailing tours, and one of her friends could earn income selling Kalalu or other island delicacies. Omitola loves the plan and offered to travel to Trinidad and Tobago to sell my book. Everyone wins, including any website fans who visit Guadalupe and return home feeling uplifted and recharged. This will be Ujama, or Creative Cooperative Economics in Action. I feel so blessed to have such insight come to me in meditation. This is why it's so important to have a daily spiritual practice. Not only can a daily practice give you more peace of mind, it can give you more insights too. I firmly believe everyone should have a daily practice they can commit to, and that's what I suggest to all my clients. Without ongoing spiritual maintenance, it's difficult to function at peak levels, and the weight of the world can rob us of the clarity we need to move forward. We shouldn't let a day slip by without nurturing our spirit in some way. And just as no two individuals are alike, I believe no two spiritual practices should be exactly alike. Your soul knows what you need. Trust it. Tailor your spiritual efforts to fit you. What works for others may not work for you, so experiment until you find what feels right for you. Then engage in it again and again until it becomes habit. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Meditation. This practice keeps you more grounded and balanced. It can help open you up to the spirit world. It has helped me become a better listener. My daily practice helps me quiet my own inner chatter so I can better serve those who need my help. I tend to begin each day with meditation, but if I can't do it in the morning, then I do it in the afternoon or evening. I set the timer on my phone for at least 30 minutes and I sit in silence until my time is up. There's no right way or wrong way to meditate. While some recommend focusing on breathing, a word, a color, or the flame of a candle, I tend to focus on the inspiration and the guidance that's coming to me intuitively. Being able to quiet the mind during meditation doesn't happen overnight, but it definitely becomes easier with consistent practice. Journaling. The key to journaling as a spiritual practice 
is to allow the words to flow from you without censoring them. If anger, depression, or fear comes to the surface as you write, then so be it. Be honest about what you feel, even if you don't know why you feel that way. After several months of consistent journaling, you may notice themes or subtle messages in your journal entries. Do not overanalyze these messages. Try to feel intuitively what spirit is trying to tell you. Then act on the guidance you receive with full confidence. Prayer. My maternal grandmother, Alma, was a firm believer in the power of prayer and passed her conviction on to me. But don't merely focus on your own problems while praying. Try to expand the circle of those you're praying for. I often suggest praying for the highest well-being of people you've met in the past and those you'll meet in the future, even though you haven't met them yet. As your prayer circle expands, know that the ancestors and spirit guides of those you've been praying for are listening and will often send a blessing or two your way just for thinking about their loved ones. As you pray, have the conviction that your prayers have already been heard and thank your ancestors in advance for their love and for the guidance and blessings that are coming your way. Be quiet. We talk so much that we have not learned to listen to spirit, says Faiza Trini Perry, a priest of Ogun in Houston, Texas. My godchildren ask me, how do you connect to spirit? I say, just be quiet. Our ancestors didn't have iPads and Netflix and Hulu and iPhones and WhatsApp. They went out, killed a deer or a rabbit or whatever. They cooked it, ate it, sat at the entrance of their hut, looked at the stars, and they communicated with spirit. We've got way too many distractions. Sometimes I tell my godchildren that they need to go on a silence fast. Altar building. Altars are commonplace in African spiritual traditions and serve as a meeting place for exchanging focused spiritual energy between you and your ancestors. Your altar is about you and your connection to your departed loved ones and it doesn't need the approval of others. Photographs of those who have passed over should be placed on the altar. Other objects that have sacred meaning to you or your ancestors should also be placed there. I have a small pipe and cigars on my altar because several of our ancestors love to smoke. Some of the ashes of my wife's father are also on our altar in a tiny wooden box about the size of a matchbox. I love candles, so you'll always see candles flickering on my altars in my living room and in my office. Finally, consider leaving offerings for your ancestors on your altar. Water, coffee, tea, flowers, fruit, dried nuts, palm oil, cola nuts, bitter cola nuts, and rum are common offerings in African spiritual traditions. When in doubt, offer what comes from your heart. Send some love to your ancestors to uplift them on their journey and thank them for continuing to be a part of your life. Nature Nurture 
many indigenous spiritual traditions revolve around the respect and love for nature. Yet it's amazing how little time we spend in nature. Nature is the medicine we all need. The energy of nature is uplifting. It brings calm and fosters insight. No wonder our ancestors often hang out in nature. My dad was a lover of nature. After he passed in 2008, I planted an avocado tree in my backyard in his honor. I think of dad whenever I see that tree. Although I don't garden as much as I used to, I make it a point to sit under a tree every week, even if it's only for a few minutes. Make time to recognize your connection with nature. Wiggle your toes in grass. Sit near a body of water if you can. Hike through the mountains. Put your phone down and gaze at the stars at night. There's an infinite number of ways to be in nature. Why not take advantage of the healing nature has to offer? Artistic expression. Exploring art of any kind will help you forge a deeper connection to spirit. Do you have a passion for music, dance, painting, poetry, writing, photography, or any other art form? You need not be a professional artist, writer, or musician to benefit from the healing that art brings. I practice my guitar daily, but I have no desire to play in a band. I make jokes about hosting a concert for the hearing impaired. The music soothes me and helps create the right atmosphere for my writing. We all have some degree of artistic talent within us. We were not placed on earth merely to consume the art of others. I believe we're all meant to exercise our own unique creativity. Spiritual bathing. If you're feeling off balance, a spiritual bath can help remove negative energy and restore balance. A simple bath with sea salt can do wonders. And you can add fresh herbs, essential oils, honey, or anything else you like. Here are instructions for a spiritual bath that I learned from my Ifa elders in Ile Ife, Nigeria. Fill one or two bottles of water from a nearby beach, lake, river, or pond. Mix it with a pinch of sand or soil and bring it home. Then, buy any kind of coconut and rub the outer shell all over your nude body from head to toe while praying for the help you need. Think of the coconut as a spiritual sponge that can remove negativity, illness, depression, or any unseen force that may be holding you back from progressing in life. The final step is to open the coconut, remove the water, and mix it with the water and sand you brought from the beach. Add this mixture to your bath water with a little bit of honey and ask the earth to support you. This bath can be done as often as you need to. Ancestral communion. So, you've set up an altar or a shrine for your ancestors, yet you find yourself wondering if you're truly connecting with spirit or merely going through the motions. Here are some tips that I've found helpful for building a stronger connection with your ancestors. One, your loved ones in spirit are not magicians. So never approach them with a list of demands, 
but be patient and trust that they will do their best to help you and your family. Two, don't expect a lightning bolt from the sky. Messages from spirit are often so subtle you might easily miss them if you're not paying attention. Trust your intuition and try to listen, not only with your ears, but with your entire body. Three, take at least one step to advance your dreams each day. Don't waste spirit's time. It takes a lot of energy for your ancestors to attempt to communicate with you. And you're wasting their time if you never take the steps that you've known all along would help propel your life forward. Are you living in fear or faith? Are you leaving a legacy that others might wish to follow? 